How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio once again for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today's Monday, March 9th. Um, it's conference championship weekend. It's almost 9 o'clock on the East Coast, and I am joined once again by none other than Ben Gorwitz. Talk March Madness. He's my college sports go-to guy. Ben, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Glad to be on again. Oh, yeah, Ben. We're glad to have you on here. There's nobody that knows college sports as well as Ben does out there, at least out of my friends. So ready to get down to everything here. And first off, you know, we got to start out and just talk a little bit about championship week. I mean, it started out last week at the end of the week, and we already had a couple teams punch a ticket. We had Utah State out of the Mountain West pull off a crazy upset game against um, San Diego State. They were down 10 at the half, came back in the second half. Um, hit a three-pointer pretty much with like two seconds left to win the game by three points. It was a completely crazy half. Did you watch any of the game, Ben? I only got a little bit of the uh, – uh, I missed the first half. Got the end of the second half. Um, San Diego State, so this is twice that we're going to call that they slipped up on. Um, they were undefeated for longer than anyone in college basketball, so now they got you know two slip-ups at the end. Uh, I'm still – not really worried about them. Uh, I know that I was a little bit higher for where I see they can go than you were when it comes to the real tournament. But um, and this is a great win for any other program in that conference other than San Diego State. They were bullying everyone all year, so mm-hmm. this is I mean you know good for them, good for Utah State. Yeah, you know, and plus two, I don't read as much into it actually. The, the San Diego State lost this game and say that oh now because they lost this game they're not as good or anything. Actually, their big man was not playing. I know that he's not necessarily his last name's like Nice or something like that. I'm not here to say that he's like the best make or break player or anything, but he's definitely a key player. He's one of the six best players on this team, and he definitely made a difference not having him out there. So I think that definitely hurt um, San Diego State a little bit in this game. But you know, it was it was a crazy game. Utah State's a good team, and they definitely stole a bid from one of these bubble teams because now San Diego State's going to get an at large bid and probably be a two seed. But also, Belmont Bruins came out of the Ohio Valley Conference. Um, mm-hmm. We'll just talk real quick about Belmont because I actually think Bill, Belmont's going to come in here probably. They're 26-7. and seven. I mean, we saw them last year when they had, um, i drawn a blank on his, uh, Dylan Windler, who now plays on the uh, Cavs. He's been out for the season. But I actually think Belmont's a team that's going to come in here and probably upset whoever they play in the first round. What do you think about Belmont? Yeah, Belmont, um, you know, the good teams that Belmont's had, uh, you know, over the past couple years, they always have a shooter. And so to go to get into the tournament, to go a little bit farther in the tournament, you're, the smaller schools need one. Usually, it's one guy that just carries them the whole game. Uh, Belmont had a was, was that is that Cavs guy now? Is he a lefty? Um, I really can't remember. I just remember watching him tear it up in the uh, in the what's it called in the summer league. Yeah, I can't I can't remember uh, exactly if he was a lefty or not in college, but they had a lefty last year. Um, or maybe it's two years ago. I think it was last year that you know could always shoot. These teams need that to have that success in the tournament. Um, you know, Belmont can always shoot. They're always amongst the exactly. highest in threes. No, that's what I'm saying too. Plus, a lot of these teams you watch that win in college basketball in the regular season, they play these horrible out of conference schedules. 
They come into the conference. They're able to beat up on the bad teams out of the, you know, on the road. They're able to go out there and beat them, but they don't beat anyone who's good on the road, and they can't really shoot. They just play defense well at home and mm-hmm. rally with their home crowd, you know, and those are the teams that get exposed quickly in March Madness. You know, they come out here and play one of these Belmonts, Utah States, Sandy, uh, Li- the team we'll talk about in a second, the one, the Atlantic Sun, Liberty. They'll play one of those teams, and they'll get run off the floor because those teams have offense, and they got no answer. Mississippi State last year comes to mind. I don't know if Mississippi State's going to make the tournament or not this year, but that's exactly what happened to them last year. Yeah, Mississippi State lost last year in the first round to to Liberty. Um, mm-hmm. Belmont made the tournament last year and only lost to Maryland by two. So, um, and then Maryland lost in the next round to LSU. That was last year. Liberty, uh, who we could segue into, they just won their conference. This is second straight year they're going to March Madness. They were they got the best seed in all the tournament. They were a twelve seed. Well, the twelve five matchup is yeah. exactly where you want to be if you're that twelve seed. It's the highest chance of an upset and. You know, they beat Mississippi State, and then they, well, had to play Virginia. So, you know, they got a tough draw in the second round, but these smaller schools winning one round of the tournament doesn't, you know, does so much for your program. Um, they're not playing on national TV. It's a lot of money there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Liberty's, Liberty's a team that can always do damage. They're, they're usually one of the better, or, or at least they're a name that usually people know of when they get in the tournament. They're like, we've seen you before. Yeah, they're one of the highest scoring teams in college basketball, actually. I know they rank in the top 20 in in points scored. They actually play in the Atlantic Sun. My alma mater, Kennesaw State, plays in the Atlantic Sun. Funny fact for y'all, Kennesaw State was, I believe, 1-27 or 1-28 this season. And we were also the worst team against the spread this year. And they're pretty much 20-30 to point underdogs every game, and they still couldn't cover. (laughs) So, that's pretty bad. I think they have a – I thought I saw somewhere that – Kennesaw State is a four-star. I think the website was wrong, <laughs> or maybe the kids' academics are not, you know, up to par. Maybe but four I, out of a hundred stars. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I read it wrong. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but we also so other teams we have. Um, the Missouri Valley, the Bradley Braves punched a ticket. That was Northern Iowa is the best team in that conference. They got upset by the eight seed Drake, actually. Which honestly, I don't even think Northern Iowa is going to make the tournament. We'll talk about that though more so in the um, in the bubble segment a little bit. I have an interesting, I just have an interesting opinion and like angle of looking at the bubble teams that I want to run by you. And then lastly, we have Winthrop winning the Big South. You know, I actually think all all these teams that we just talked about won their conference championships. I actually think all these teams have like a decent little chance here to do something in the tournament. I think those are all good teams. You know, we haven't had the teams that are winning the Colonial and the Horizon, the Northeast, the Summit. You know, those are the teams more so they get the later. Like, these are actually the big-name teams that can beat beat up on some teams. But it's kind of just going a little alphabetical order here. And we will start with – actually, you know, this is not alphabetical order, but whatever. We'll start with the uh, – <laughs> yeah, they don't have – I thought it was an alphabetical order on here. But we'll start with the Big 12 tournament. And – Kansas is your one seed, Baylor's your two, your three is Oklahoma, four Texas, five Texas Tech, six West Virginia. Um, I believe that Kansas um, and Kansas and Baylor obviously are going to be in for sure. Um, I mean, what do, what do you think real quick about just this conference tournament? Who do you think is going to win and who do you think is the team that has a little something to prove? Um, I would say it's a two-team race to actually win the whole thing between Kansas and Baylor, just like you and I have been I talking about all season long. Um the teams that probably need to prove something, well, Texas Tech has been on that bubble for a long time now. Um, I would say trending downward 
in the recent oh, yeah. weeks. Um, West Virginia's been on that bubble for a while. They were trending up. I believe they uh, they just beat Baylor and they just beat at Iowa State. So those are two good wins. Yeah, they're projected but, seven. But before that, they had a couple bad losses in a row. Um, so I will say, and I think Oklahoma State is a team that could actually do some damage. Um, you know, by damage, I don't mean win the whole thing, but I think that they can surprise a couple teams. They've been playing pretty well recently, uh, ever since the blowout to Kansas, obviously. They've won their last three games. So I'd say it's between Kansas and Baylor to win it. I would say Texas Tech and West Virginia are the two teams that probably need to prove something. Yeah, Texas and Texas Tech are both on the bubble. It's kind of funny. They're the four or five seeds right here in the conference tournament, and they're going to meet each other at 1230 on Thursday. So, you know, that will honestly be a absolute bloodbath right there. Um, I mean, I'd say whoever wins that game has going to have a – I mean, Texas is in the last – is in the next four out. Texas Tech, let's see here. Yeah, te- okay, so Texas Tech's in the last four buys. Texas is in the last four in. So, I mean, I'd say the loser of that game, if Texas Tech loses, I honestly think they'll be going home at the end of the day because I feel like out of all these teams, you know, that are on the first four or the next four out, you know, I feel like one of those teams will probably end up jumping them. But, I mean, I think Texas probably has to win and they have to play – I mean, whoever wins this game plays Kansas, so I think they have to win. Texas (laughs) would have to win and play competitive against Kansas. Texas Tech, if they win, they're good to go. Yeah, I think – I, you know, you make – I actually forgot Texas, but Texas definitely needs to prove – Something a little bit more. I mean, both these teams really do. Texas Tech has really been on that bubble, I swear, for the past since it started the bubble talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. So it's going to be fun, but I mean, I agree with you. I think it's going to be between Kansas and Baylor. To me, Baylor's trending downwards. Baylor reminds me a lot of that Syracuse team that went undefeated all season long and then ran out to the tournament time and they crumbled. That's who I think Baylor is, and that's what. I think it's going to happen to them in the tournament. They're just not good enough scoring the ball. They play great defense. Their scoring could use some work. I actually think Kansas is – here's a funny little Kansas stat here for you all real quick. Whenever that Azimbuki scores over – has over um, 15 and 8, Kansas is like – is like uh, I think they were like 17 and 0 this season. So pretty much they run through him. He's a big man. He's a Massive. large man. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. Um, anyway, let's move now to next big conference here. Let's go to the Big East. Your one seed, surprisingly, is Creighton Blue Jays. They've been trending upwards big time. Um, their leading scorer, though, Zigorowski, is not playing in this tournament. Don't know how serious that injury is. I mean, the fact that he's not playing this tournament, though, worries me a good bit. Um, the 4-5, Providence Butler. Your two seeds, Villanova. Your three seeds, my Seton Hall Pirates. And th- six seed, Marquette. You got Georgetown and St. John's. So um, I'll start off with this conference here real quick. Um, I think that actually there's going to be some crazy stuff that'll happen in this in here. So Seton Hall, I think, gets by Marquette fine. Seton Hall is one of the best defensive teams in college basketball. I think that they can frustrate Marcus Howard and shut him down pretty easily. And then obviously, I think Villanova is going to get past you. They play the winner of uh, Xavier. For whatever reason, they don't have the last two teams on the chart I'm looking at. I know one of them is going to be Xavier, obviously. George- Georgetown and De- is it Georgetown and DePaul? Oh, there, yeah, that is right. Yeah, Georgetown is DePaul and Xavier are all missing from this chart. That doesn't make any sense. But uh, obviously, Villanova should get past any of them. And then Seton Hall, I think it, Villanova and Seton Hall split. Seton Hall beat them recently. It was at, on senior night at Seton Hall. You know, Miles Powell was crying before the game. I think he was a little too emotional, honestly. I think Seton Hall is going to come back and get revenge on them again. 
And then after that, you know, I really don't know what's going to happen up here to Creighton. I will say this, though. Providence needs to win. They're on the bubble right now, and they really need a win. Providence has great home wins. I mean, they play. Their defense is phenomenal. I'm drawing a blank on their head coach's name. He's the one with the messed up hair. It looks like he's Cooley. the It's uh, Ed Cooley, I think. Yes, Cooley. Cooley. That's exactly who it is. Yeah, so... Honestly, Butler, it's all Kamar Baldwin. I mean, Kamar Baldwin might be one of the best players in all of college basketball, but they don't have much else besides him. But I'm going to pick Seton Hall to win the tournament. Actually, Providence is, is you talk about trending north. They've won six in a row. Uh, wins over Seton Hall at Georgetown Marquette at Villanova in a low-scoring game. Xavier and, and DePaul. So they've beaten up their um, conference in, in the back half of the schedule in those last six games. Um, I, I think Seton. I, I think Seton Hall is a good pick. Um, Villanova. Who, who's I'm not looking at the chart right now. Who's Villanova matched up with in the first round? Yeah. Um, they would get the winner of a of a, a playing game. A playing game, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. So, it, it that doesn't show me who they're playing for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's pissing me off. So I like Villanova's experience that that they're going to come with. Um, it all starts with Jay Wright. Um, mm-hmm. They may not have the talent that they've had, but they are—they're just going to be well coached every single year. Uh, I don't know much about Creighton. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a ton of their games. Their big men and leading scorer being out is a reason I won't pick the tournament. Um, I like Seton Hall to win this tournament as well, and I like Providence. Like I, I don't. W- what makes me think Providence isn't going to continue what they're going to do? If they beat Butler on Thursday, they will now have won seven in a row against all divisional or all conference opponents. So they're going to be the hottest team in this conference going into this tournament. Um, but I like Seton Hall. I think Miles, Miles Powell is about to, and if you thought he was hot before, I, I think he can go to another level. No, that's what I'm saying. And a big thing, too, in March Madness is, you know, there's always that guy who takes his team to the next level. And I think that's what Miles Powell's going to, you know, because, like, the thing I love about Seton Hall is they play defense, they can hit threes, and you got Miles Powell who can take over and get a bucket whenever you need one. That's a deadly combo. But the other thing I was going to say about Providence is, you know, you're right. This team's trended all the way up to a seven seed. So they've been one of the hottest teams. Like, they've played really, really well in this conference and conference play. So. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Providence is able to pull a little upset there in the second game. Um, let's go now. This is to the ACC. Yes, I know the ACC, that I was out of alphabetical order. <laughs> but um, kind of the ACC, your top four seeds. Your one seed's Florida State. Your two seed is Virginia, who caught fire on the back half of the season. Three seed, Louisville. Four seed is Duke. Um, five, NC State. Six is Syracuse. And then... You know, I'm not going to keep counting them all down from there. Um, I'll, I'll start us off again with the ACC. This is my conference. Um, you know, I think that Florida State has – I just hate the fact they're going to have to match up against Duke in the second round – or in the uh, semifinal. You know, that's going to be a tough matchup, the fact they have to play them. I think Virginia and Louisville are much worse than – are not much worse than Duke, but I think they're both worse than Duke. Duke just kind of played bad at the end of the season, dropping, to, dropping that uh, game to NC State and then dropping as well once again to um, Virginia at Virginia. Virginia, to me, 
I think Virginia will get lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I mean, they're just all they can't score enough points. I mean, you look at these games they're winning. They beat Miami like forty six to forty four. They beat Duke like fifty one to fifty. You know, they can't. They they're lucky if they break sixty points. You know, and I don't think that's a recipe for winning in the tournament. I wouldn't be shocked if Notre Dame beat them. Notre Dame's a high scoring team. I wouldn't be shocked if Notre Dame's able to upset them right there. I don't like Louisville that much either. I think whoever wins between Florida State and Duke wins the ACC tournament, but. I'm going to pick Florida State right now just because we barely lost to Duke at Duke. And I mean, I would argue that we got robbed by the refs. So I think we won a redemption, a little revenge game. I think Florida State wins the ACC. Yeah, so I'm going to be an idiot and I'm going to pretend like I'm just in a casino. And I'm going to double down. I'm going to double down on my earlier prediction. I'm picking Louisville to win this. Wow. Now, the first thing that makes me think of it is they get, the, they get Virginia. They, they get that matchup versus the Duke of Florida State. Now, they just played, and Virginia, it was at Virginia, they won by three points against Louisville. That's fine. I, I don't care about regular season. The tournament, it, it's time to get hot. I picked mm-hmm. Louisville to win the ACC in the beginning of the year. I'm going to double down and stick with my word now, even though they're not playing that well. Now's the time that they need to figure it all out. And, and I'm not saying they're going to. or I, They're going to figure out enough until they have to play in that championship game. They are going they're, – they're almost like the Seton Hall. I mean, they're kind of in that same formula. They want to play defense first. Mm-hmm. They don't shoot as much threes or make them as much as Seton Hall, but they do have that player that can take over in Jordan Nora. Yeah. Now, he's very inconsistent. But if he catches fire, he's one of the best offensive players college basketball has. That's why he was in the uh, – I think he was a preseason first team. I think he was – uh, in the player of the year award in the beginning, in the first half of the year, he can be that good. And I think this is going to mean more for Louisville than it's going to for Florida State. And we talked about this right before we started recording. You almost said Florida State may need to lose one just so their head's in the right place for the actual tournament. Well, Louisville really had a bad second half of the year. They had some bad losses. They're in, they're the, are they three, are they four seed right now? Three seed. Let me see here. I got it pulled up. Um, let's see. Louisville is on here right now as a four seed. Four. I, I think they know that they need to be better than that, and I think it's time to show it right now. And so I'm going to double down and lose all my money on Louisville. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't absolutely hate it. I mean, like you said, March Madness is all about who gets hot. You know, it's, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day in March. You know, you can heat up a little bit. Your three-point shots start falling, like I said, you know, and you play those teams that are just good at defense that don't really travel well, you know. That's a, that's a big thing, too, is picking out the teams that don't travel well. There's these teams where you go play them at the house, and, I mean, they'll beat you by 30 points at the house. You play them on the road, and they can lose to the worst team in the conference by 20, you know. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's college basketball for you, and that's the hardest thing to do is to decipher between those teams. Um other thing that I wanted to say real quick is, do you think that like when a good team loses in the conference tournament, that it's a kind of an eye opener and wakes them up and they're ready to play in March and the actual tournament, or do you think it's a bad thing and it kills their momentum and kills their confidence? Um, it's gonna be a little bit of a cop out answer. I would say it depends on the team and especially their coach. Uh, I I don't think for Florida State necessarily they have a lot of veterans on that team. They got a coach who has been deep in the tournament recently. 
Um, I don't think they need to lose to go farther in the March Madness tournament. Um, I don't think it'll kill their confidence. I think they know how good they actually are. Winning a conference championship, I don't think will change that. Um, I think for teams that struggled later in the year, so for Louisville, um, for Michigan State, when we talk about the Big Ten, that can help their confidence, I think. So I think if you're a team that, you know, you were you were good throughout the year. You know you're good. I don't think anything can waver your confidence at this point in the season. I think you know if you're good or not. And I think you know if you're streaky. It's pretty obvious, right? Um, that's kind of why I think Louisville wins it. Um, and I'll talk about the same thing in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. No, the Big Ten definitely will be – where that that home and away thing comes in massively. And like you said, you know, I, I agree with you completely. I think it really depends on a team. Like if you've been struggling all season long and you're starting to put things together, like if you've been struggling on the back half of the season, I think you need a good run. But like if you've been hot all season long, I think it's a good eye-opener to lose a game like that. Kind of like Texas Tech last year. I think Michigan – no, Michigan State beat Michigan, I'm pretty sure, in the, in the championship. I can't remember who won that. But, yeah, but it was basically Texas Tech. Anyway, and and Virginia, that's the other one. That was the one I couldn't think of. They both got bounced earlier in the conference tournament, so it was an eye-opener. But anyway, let's go here now to the Pac-12 tournament bracket. Um, Oregon's your one seed. UCLA's your two seed. Three seeds, Arizona State. Four seeds, USC. Um, your five seed is Arizona. Six seed is Colorado. All those teams that I just named off right there are all supposed to be in the NCAA tournament except for UCLA. UCLA is currently a bubble team right now. They're on the last four buys, and... So, look, UCLA absolutely has to beat the winner of Stanford and Cal in order to get into the tournament. They lose that game. They can kiss it all goodbye. They win, though. They're good to go. Um, I like Oregon to win this tournament, even though they're missing one of their big men. I think they should be fine. Peyton Pritchard and um, Dana Altman have shown, you know, that they show up in big moments and they play better when the lights are on. You know, Oregon last year, they couldn't get it together all season long. Then it was like, in you know, they lost Bowl Bowl for the season. And then all of a sudden in March Madness, they find themselves in the Sweet 16. You know, they had to basically had to... They basically had to get to the final or to the uh, semifinal in their conference championship in order to make it to the to the tournament. And they were able to win the whole thing. I think that pretty much, I think every single Pac-12 team outside of Oregon's an absolute pretender. You know, Colorado's got the altitude. Arizona State they played decent, but I mean they had an awful loss there at the end of the end to the Washington. Who's the 12 seed? Washington is a tap. They have like three. Washington has like three top 100 recruits and like two in the top 25. Yet they're the it's last place high. in the Pac-12. I think they have two five stars on their team. Yeah, Dana, they do. Danny McDaniel's and um, who's the other guy? They got another guy. Can't think of yeah, his name right now. Yeah, I can't think of the names either. But I'm picking Oregon here to win this conference tournament. I think it'll be pretty chalky. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely picking. Uh, oh, oh, my bad. Uh, Isaiah Stewart is on Washington. Yeah. And and Jaden McDaniel's. Those, those two were five stars. So mm-hmm. I don't really understand that they're that bad. Um, you and I talked about this the last time I was on here. We did pretenders, contenders. Everyone's a pretender except for Oregon. Um, this would be like, this would be pretty embarrassing. I'm gonna use the word embarrassing if Oregon can't win this tournament. I, I really don't think anyone is that good in this in this conference except for maybe Oregon. And honestly, Peyton Pritchard at this point because he's a senior is not the type of player because he's a better offense player. The other guy's way better defensively, but he's like an Aaron Craft. I don't think his his NBA future is looking bright. I think he's a great college player, and I think he's a good leader, and I think he's very capable 
to lead his team far. Now, Aaron Kraft had help. I mean, he played with Greg Oden and other Ohio State greats. Ohio State was really Jared good. Jared Sollinger. Jared Sollinger, yeah. I mean, they had a lot with Aaron Kraft there. Um, I, I would be – it would be pretty embarrassed. I'd be shocked if Oregon doesn't win this. Um, and Oregon can. Oregon can do damage in that tournament. They're pretty deep as a team. They have a good coach, and they have a leader that have both – you know, he's been there. He went there last year. Yeah, you know, and plus I think Dana Altman's a little slept on too is how good of he is as a coach. Um, let's move now down to the SEC. Your one seed is uh, Kentucky. Your two seed is Auburn. Your three seed LSU. Four seed Mississippi State. Five seed Florida. Your six seed South Carolina. Um, seven, Texas A&M. Eight is Tennessee. Um, I don't believe – I'll let you start off talking about it while I look to see if there's anybody on the bubble. Um. I, I see Kentucky. I, I see Kentucky winning this. Um, Even with Hagen suspended, is he out for the whole tournament? I don't think they've released anything on it yet. But I mean, he was suspended against Florida on Saturday, and I just—I mean, I agree with you. If, if Hagen's plays, Kentucky wins it. And I honestly might pick Kentucky to win it all if Hagen's is playing in March Madness. But last I heard, I was listening to the Greenberg and Dockage podcast today, and they were saying that he's he's probably not going to be able to play in the SEC tournament. And they don't know if okay. he'll play again. Yeah, okay. So I thought he was I, I didn't know how long he was gonna be suspended for. Um the the thing with Kentucky, and that's a that's a big loss. That's their best perimeter defender. Um that's point guard. That's the guy I mean, yeah, that's the guy who was on the team last year. Um and the thing with Kentucky is, you know, their crowd is everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. It doesn't matter where where the game is. Big big blue nation's there. Um I, I Still like Kentucky to win this tournament, honestly. They're just – I know they just lost to Tennessee, but they went on a massive win streak in the SEC, and they did lose at Auburn, but, you know, you just talked about it earlier. You could play someone – Auburn's great at home. They're one of the best teams in the country at home. Playing on a neutral floor – Unless it's I, Texas A&M. Unless it's Texas A&M. Um, I, I still like Kentucky to win this tournament. Um, they have – I really like Nick Richards. I'm a big guy for, for conference tournaments. Like I, I think guys with experience can really help. When you're losing games, you need someone in the huddle that knows how to come back from stuff. Obviously, Hagen's being out is a guy like that, but Nick Richards really does it on the defensive end. It can really score down in the paint, and I just love Quickly and Maxie. Um, Maxie, uh, thank you, um, and Coach Cal. I mean, Coach Cal's there. I, I like I like Cal. I like the crowd that they're going to come with, and they have they have enough scores. So I'm not worried. Like Hagen's doesn't contribute a ton on the offensive end. He's just a leader. He gets everyone in the right position. So that you know that's the problem when Kentucky's so young. I look for Nick Richards just to take that step. Yeah, you know I agree with you. I I definitely trust me. I would be picking Kentucky, and I still think Kentucky like just because they don't have Hagens. Like I don't think Alabama or Tennessee is going to beat them. I think they can get past Florida, Mississippi State. I honestly could see Florida losing. I mean, Blackish year is a little overrated. I mean, that loss, that collapse against Kentucky, that was miserable. I mean, they were up 11 points with like I think like uh, three minutes to go, and they still somehow lost the game. And Hagens wasn't even playing. Um, I think Kentucky without Higgins can get to the uh, can get to the final. On the other side of things, I mean, it just depends what Auburn team shows up. If Auburn can score the <laughs> basketball, I think they can get past LSU in their defense. But 
Because, you know, LSU's, LSU plays like an NBA team. They really do. They run up and down the floor. They want to outscore you. They don't want to guard you, really. If Auburn can hit shots, they can beat LSU. If they're not hitting shots, they'll lose. I'm just going to – just because just because Kentucky doesn't have Hagens and I feel like that can turn around and bite them, I'm going to pick LSU to win the SEC tournament and go with a little underdog here. You know, I really well, could see it. Well, we all – I mean, everyone who listens to you, we knew you're not picking Auburn. You've been ragging <laughs> on them all year. <laughs> hey, I think they were playing better basketball. You know, I was really impressed, honestly, the fact they blew out Tennessee. You know, Tennessee let them off the hook when they were playing them at Auburn. So, I, you know, I kind of thought maybe Tennessee takes it to them here in this game. But, I mean, they pretty much got blown out. I don't know if they made it close or not in the second half. I quit checking when they were down 20. But, you know, I, I'm just – I think Auburn or LSU is going to have a good shot. I mean, I think one of those teams can take them down, can take down Kentucky without Hagens in the championship. But I'm just going to take LSU just because I, I like Tremont Waters, I like Will Wade, I like the high scoring offense they have. I think they can put the points up on teams. You know, teams are going to get tired. It's not going to be harder to play defense. Not not uh, not Tremont Waters. He's oh gone. yeah, Skyler Mays. Thinking about Skyler Mays. Yeah. I swear, I get Trent, confused so much. And uh, Trenton Watford, who's from. Right up the road from me right now. I'm in Tuscaloosa. He's from Mountain Brook, Alabama, which okay. is in Birmingham. Um, he was a five star. He's at LSU. Um, he, he's great. I mean, he he puts up numbers. He's a, he's a big kid that can really do it all. He was a five star. Yeah, he's a beast. No, he's a beast. That's what I'm saying. LSU's got some good players. So I think LSU or Auburn will take down Kentucky. I'm just going to go with LSU. Um, let's get now to our last conference. This might be the best conference tournament of all of them, and that is the uh, Big Ten. And. You know what? This conference has there's I mean there was a lot of parity. Teams who played on the road could not win big games at all in this conference. I mean, you would have Maryland go on the road and play play at Indiana and lose, you know, or go play at Minnesota the 12th seed and win on a lucky buzzer beater in a game they trailed the whole time. You know, that's just the Big 10 for you and that's how the season was in the conference or one seeds Wisconsin shockingly. Two seeds yeah. the surging Michigan State Spartans, three seed Maryland, four Illinois. Five Iowa, six Penn State, seven Ohio State, um, eight Rutgers, nine Michigan, ten Purdue. You know that's all tournament teams right there. I named pretty much. Um, even Indiana, the eleven seed, is going to have a chance here to get in the big dance. I mean, what do you make of this conference and what's going to go down here? Yeah, so I actually, and they're not a sleeper team. They've been, they got one of the best players in America. I'm just saying sleeper based on the seed. They're a five seed. I think Iowa's got a good chance to win this tournament. Luka. Yeah, I mean, I, he, he like just him. He is dominating this conference night in, night out. Um, I mean, he's a big dude. It's it's hard to do that on a nightly basis when you're banging bodies in the post. Um, they're not my pick to win it. Um, I'm gonna go theme of the podcast for me. I'm gonna go with experience. Um, nobody in this conference wins this, or nobody. Yeah, nobody in this conference wins it like Tom Izzo. He's had a share of the last three. Um, last year, I think th- th- it was a three-way tie. They were in that. Two years ago, he split it with someone. Um, I'm talking about just a regular season title. And um, the year before that, they won it. So if anyone knows how to win this conference, you know it's him. Um, he's a better Big Ten coach than he is when it comes to the March Madness scale, I would say. Because he doesn't, he hasn't won it yet, and he's had some fantastic players. Um, and Cassius Winston, um, I, I can't talk about uh, experience um, enough when it comes to this kid. Um, that ovation he got 
um, at that home game, is the final home game, is it? That's something not a lot of players get. Not, people get ovations. They don't get ovations like he just did. Um, one of the announcers for the game, he goes, you know, you're looking at a top player that's ever put on, you know, green for Michigan State ever. And Michigan State's got a lot of good history. Um, Cassius Winston, his senior year, I think, goes out with a bang. I actually agree with you completely. Michigan State's absolutely surging. I mean, this team just keeps winning big game after big game after big game. And, I mean, they've been blowing teams out. Like, Maryland, it wasn't even close. Um, Ohio State, it wasn't even close. Iowa, it wasn't even close, you know. You know, they beat someone else in there, too, that I'm not thinking of, and it wasn't close. This team's playing their best basketball right now, and the biggest thing, honestly, when I watch them play is I feel like that they're not wasting possessions. Like, a lot of these teams I watch play, it's like they kind of pass the ball around. Here, you you hold the ball. No, you hold it. You look for the guy. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, like here, you take it, and then with five mm-hmm. seconds left on the clock, someone chucks up a brick, you know. I feel like Michigan State has purpose, and honestly, Xavier Tillman is a beast. You know, he yeah. shut down Luka Garza in that game. I think that Xavier Tillman, too, is kind of ice cold at the end of the games. And I think that him and Cassius is one of the more – I mean, these guys, don't get me wrong, from an NBA standpoint, I mean, those they're probably second-round picks. They might be able to hang around for a little while. But college basketball, they're really one of the best duos in the entire sport, you know. And mm-hmm. that's what wins games in college basketball in March, like you said. It's all about experience. Izzo and the Spartans have it. I completely agree with you that I think – Michigan State wins it. I wouldn't be shocked if Iowa found themselves, you know, getting to that last day. Um, I think Penn State's absolute garbage. I think Indiana's <laughs> going to be able to beat Nebraska and beat Penn State and find themselves, you know, off the bubble a little bit where they can breathe. Did you see that Archie Miller press conference, by the way? Um, I don't think I did. He basically tried to like bring everything around to Sesame Street. Like it was like once we get off here, just go look at it. And anyone listening to this podcast, go listen to the Archie Miller press conference. It is the most baffling thing I've ever seen or listened to in my entire life. Like I don't actually don't know how he's a college basketball coach after watching it. But, but, but um, I'll, yeah, I'll say this: that that's the team I don't want to play. Um, who? Indiana. I, I would not really? want to play. Yeah, they, they play tremendous defense. If you look at, uh, I'm gonna they uh, do. This, this is their scores, and I'm gonna say just the highest score in each game. Okay, they mm-hmm. lost. They lost in this game 60. They won in this one 72. 67. They lost. 57. They lost. 68. They won. 68. They won. 65. They may not be able to score, but you better be able to score. It, they're a team that second half. You know, let's the ten minute mark and under. It's close. Get a little seven minute mark. It's close. They're the team you let them hang around and they'll beat you because that defense just gets stifling. Now they can't score well. They don't have much in scoring. But when in a conference tournament, everyone knows each other like the back of their hand. So it's not like there's any secrets on the table. You've already played each other twice. I think everyone plays each other twice. If not, played each other once. Yeah, they play twenty uh, conference games scheduled now in that conference. Okay, so like everyone's played each other. There's no secrets. There's no weapon you can bring off your bench that hasn't played at this point. Um, that's a team that if their defense is rocking and rolling, you know, they could score enough. Yeah, I agree with you completely on. I mean, I agree with you on the fact that their defense is good and that it, it, it plays big in these conference tournaments because you could play three, four games in a row. You know, the teams will come in just dog tired. I personally don't think Indiana is – I think they'll get – I think Indiana will be able to beat – I mean, they better be able to beat Nebraska. They, if, they, if they don't 
I was going to say, I'm just, I'm just saying I think they can win a couple games, not the tournament. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think they might be – I think they can get to play Maryland, and if they get to play Maryland, they'll be fine. So, I mean, they have to win two games to get there. I think they can do that. Um, but I think the Big Ten tournament is going to be the most fun out of all of them to watch. I mean, I'm going to have ACC and Big Ten on, and then I'll probably have, like, Big 12 on my laptop. And we'll, I don't, Honestly, it's so hard. There's so many freaking games on at once to even choose. I don't want to assume we can skip the Pac-12, but – no, we already as did long, the Pac-12. No, I'm saying I don't want to assume that we don't have to watch the Pac-12. I'm not. But uh, unless Oregon loses, if you continuously see on the bottom of Sports Center, Oregon won their game, keep snoozing on that conference. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no Pac-12 after dark will be watched for me. i got to get up early for work anyway, so... Yeah, none of that for me. Um, all right, well, that, that, took a, <laughs> that took us a minute to get through all that, but... We're just going to break down real quick for y'all our top four seeds, maybe talk about a team or two we think we can make some noise outside of that area, and then talk about the bubble real quick and let y'all get out of here. So real quickly, our one seeds are Kansas 1, Baylor 1, Dayton 1, and Gonzaga 1. This is all according to Joe Lenardi. I, I trust Joey Brackett's the most of any of these guys, so we'll go off him. Um, do you agree with these, Ben, or do you think there's any team that should be on there that isn't? Well, it was, I'm missing one in my head. It was... Gonzaga, Kansas, Dayton. Baylor. Baylor, thank you. Um, for right now, I think I would have Florida State in over Baylor. Amen. Um, for right now, I, I don't know if if Lenardi, maybe he has Baylor because Baylor's got a better chance, probably Oswalds, to win their conference tournament maybe than Florida State does because the ACC has better teams. Um Maybe that's why he thinks Baylor will go farther and he thinks that will push them over. I would have Florida State right now. Um, I would have Baylor on the two line, though. I, I think they're right behind him. I think out of these teams, I, I like I like Kansas. Um, the inside-out game with Dotson and Azavuki is probably the best in the country. Um, you got Bill Self, obviously, who owns this conference and does does well, I would say. Not, doesn't do anything spectacular in March, but does well. Um, Dotson's player of the year candidate. And I like their wing players. Um, it all comes down to the wing players. If they can hit enough shots, their defense is really good. They can really play some defense. I like Kansas out of all these one seats. Um, I like Kansas the most out of all the one seats too. I'm not going to keep going to it. I like Dayton a lot too, though. I think they're really good with Obi Toppin and everything. I mean, Dayton's made some long tournament runs as well. I agree with you though. I mean, Florida State over Baylor. Um, you said it best. I mean, I think Baylor's trending down. Florida State's trending upwards. Florida State gets to that championship game in the ACC tournament. I think they end up jumping Baylor here and finding themselves on the one line, regardless. Unless Baylor were to beat Kansas, that's pretty much the only way I don't see them getting to be a one seed. Um, let's keep it moving though now. And our two seeds projected according to Lenardi is is Kentucky, um, San Diego State, uh, Florida State, and Creighton. I think that Creighton will get knocked off that two seed line just because the fact they'll probably get bounced early without Zigorowski in there. Um, obviously, I said Florida State deserves to be a one seed in my opinion, but other than that, I completely agree. I think Kentucky. You know they lost. Yeah, they lost to Evansville, but I mean that was a fluke game. Other than that, this team. I've seen this young Kentucky team get better with Coach Cal. Like you said, they have guys like Hagens and Richard, 
who have been there before and won. Um, San Diego State, you know, they're missing their big man. They dominated all season long. I don't expect them to make a deep tournament run or anything, but I think that, I mean, looking at their bracket projection right now, if they were to play the winner of Texas Tech and Colorado, I would definitely take them in the Sweet 16. So I don't see them going much farther than that, but I agree with all these two seeds, and I think Creighton, though, could be the one team that changes besides Florida State moving up. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Um, I put FSU in the front line, too. I had Baylor on the two. Uh, you and I both think Creighton. I don't think either of us picked them to win their conference, especially without their big man. So I think that they might slip to a three. But um, unless they lose in the first round, I don't think they fall that much. Uh, and Kentucky, you know, I get it. They lost to Evansville. It's funny. Laugh at them, make jokes. But, I mean, uh, Kentucky's a two seed. I, I don't know who else you would put on the two seed, to be honest. So I don't have much of a problem with me. You, I could make a case for Baylor being a one, FSU being a two, the way that Lenardi has it. Um, but I, I thought they should have been a one seed for now. Yeah, I agree. Agreement there once again for me. Um, let's move now to our three seeds. Our three seeds are Villanova, Seton Hall, Michigan State, and Duke. Um, I think all those teams belong on the three line. I think those are all, I mean, I think those are some really, really, really strong three seeds right there. And I mean, you could maybe even see Michigan state swap that spot out with Creighton, you know, if they're mm-hmm. messing around and win this conference tournament. I mean, you could or maybe Seton even Hall. see Duke too. Or see Nova. Cause they're in, they're in that same, uh, yeah. they're on the East. That's what I'm saying. These might be the. St- I mean, those are some. Honestly, those are really, really, really strong three seeds right there. I don't know what you think, but I mean, I think there's that's strong right there. My, it's it's a strong list. Um, you have three big name basketball schools in Nova, Michigan State, Duke, and Seton Hall, who's been uh, in the tournament a lot. They've been all over the the map this year uh, with Miles Powell at the helm. These, this is a strong three line. I agree. I mean, out of these teams. Well, we got to see because I guess Nova and Seton Hall are in the same. We'll see who wins that um, conference title. We'll see if one of them gets bounced early. I don't see this changing much. Um, maybe that maybe one flips with Creighton, but I think three out of the four are kind of locked into that three seed. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you. I don't think it changes too much, but I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if a three seed messed around and won all of March Madness this year. You know, mm-hmm. if the team's that strong on the three line. Um, next, let's move to the fours here real quick. We got Maryland, Louisville, um, Oregon, and Wisconsin. I think that I, I think a lot can change here with these four seeds. Let's put it that way. I mean, like you said, Louisville gets hot; they can move up. I mean, it pretty much if any of the it pretty much depends with these fours and threes, and even the twos. Honestly, whoever wins out of all these teams and loses early in the conference tournament, that'll determine their ultimate position. I mean, I think all those teams, though, I agree with them being in the four slot right now. Yeah, so it's it's weird because everyone sees the Big Ten as you know probably the deepest and probably the best conference in college basketball. I mean, I get the ACC and Big Ten. You could you could go back and forth on who you think is better. It's weird to see a co-champion of what people call the best conference as a four seed. I feel like you don't usually see that. Uh, so that kind of shows you what Lenardi might think of Wisconsin. Um, this could change. I, I think this could change. I mean, if Wisconsin wins the Wisconsin or Maryland, I would say more Maryland. I think Maryland's got a better resume, but Wisconsin has a share of the title. So I guess their resume looks better. If they can win it, you know, or if Louisville can win the ACC, 
like I'm predicting, might I don't think they I don't think they pass Duke though. Do you? If Louisville wins the ACC title, I don't think they pass Duke because of their their streak of losses. No, I don't think they do either. Honestly, I think four seed is. I think Actually, they could maybe go like higher. take like a team. Yeah, maybe they could take a team spot and kick them out. But I think Duke would still be a three seed. I think Louisville's either a four or up. I don't think they can really get much lower. But this is also a strong list. Um, it's pretty streaky because I don't know if people believe in Wisconsin. Louisville streaky and Maryland has been a little streaky. Um, Oregon's they're not really that streaky. They're just good. Uh, God, these teams are wild cards. They really are. Villa, uh, not Villanova. Louisville and Wisconsin are just wild cards. No, I agree with you completely. You don't really do not know at all what you're going to get from Louisville and Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin, like I've watched them play so many times, and I swear some nights you're like, all right, they're in, in the next thing you know. It's it, it very it really varies night to night. I mean, Rocket Watts though he's been playing some really good basketball. He took over at the end of that game. The night and they've got got key injuries too, and they've still been winning. So, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what we have real quick here on the bubble right now. Your last four buys you got Marquette, Arizona State, Texas Tech, UCLA. Your last four in is Stanford, Indiana, Texas, NC State. Your first four out: Richmond, Xavier, um, Wichita State, and Memphis. Next four out: Mississippi State, Tulsa, Purdue, and UNI, which is Northern Iowa. This is where I want to bring all the way back to what we discussed in the first three minutes of the podcast. Look, do you think these teams like UCLA, Stanford, Indiana, I mean, Indiana is the freaking 11 seed in their conference. Northern Iowa lost five games this season and now probably won't even make March Madness because they somehow played their worst game of the season in that first game of the conference tournament. I mean, do you think that this team deserves to not be in there and make it in the tournament? We're talking about Northern, Northern Iowa? Yeah. Yeah, um, not winning their conference championship does not help that resume. Um, Indiana, though, I mean, like, they're an 11 seed, but think about how deep the Big Ten is. So, like, the big number 11 next to me doesn't scare me as much with Indiana. Um, I I don't think Northern Iowa is going to get in, personally. Um, I, I think they just needed that conference championship. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to get in, but I think they should be in. You know, I mean, this team, they they pretty much dominated the conference all season long. They So they play one bad game. It happens to be the conference tournament, and now they don't get to get in. I think that's kind of ridiculous. You're going to hold that against them. But, I think they deserve to be in there, and I'd put them in there. But that's the, that's the thing with these smaller conferences, is you have a smaller window to screw up, right? Mm-hmm. Kentucky loses to Evansville, okay? People make fun of them for it, but on the one line it doesn't affect them these smaller schools really need to take advantage of every single game which is so much harder because there are nights you don't shoot well that's the game of basketball you can't shoot well every game no one ever has um i would like to see them get in they have experience of getting into the tournament they they can always shoot they can always shoot They've been to the tournament at five times, and they've won a game every single time they've gotten in. Yeah, so, I mean, I think if you're going to compare them to another team, maybe that helps them. Hey, they give us great ratings. It's all about the money at the end of the day. Um, 
But it's tough without that conference title. And I do think it's unfair for the mid-majors, but that's just how it's going to work. No, I agree with you. Plus, Richmond's a really good team, too. I mean, obviously, they're going to have a chance if they win a game or two in the, they're in the, yeah, in the A-10 tournament. But, you know, I personally just think over these garbage teams from the big conferences that hurt a team like Northern Iowa, I would just put them in there, man. I really just feel like they're better than a lot of these teams. Like you said, you know, they can win some games. I mean, they, they did beat Colorado at Colorado, which in my opinion is really, really impressive considering the fact they got the altitude and everything. They beat South Carolina. Um, they lost to, uh, let's see, did they even play? They lost to West Virginia by five at West Virginia, you know. So they at least tried to schedule a couple big games, and they played well in them. I would just like you know they beat literally the game before they before they played Drake again they beat Drake seventy to forty three you know it's just a fluke game I just really don't want to leave them out for that one bad performance it just sucks for them you know you literally beat this team seventy to forty three and then you turn around and lose to them by twenty two days later yeah um, that's just that's just how life is for those Basketball. for those for how those uh, small schools are going to work um, may not be fair but when it comes to the March Madness tournament I'm going to be honest. Like, give me all the teams that no one's ever heard of. Like, the casual basketball man. Give them to me all. Because it's exciting when it comes to March. Oh, like, yeah. you don't see a lot of blowouts in March Madness. and no, Not at all. So, and like you said, they're five for five. Um, I kind of think that if you're comparing them to another team, you got to give them an edge for that, right? Even though it's a new team, like, one year from the next, it's not the same team, obviously, but it's got to be... Give him something. That's what I'm saying, man. Let the let the kids in. Let them in. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a call for them to the committee and try to push their way in. But um, last thing, real quick. Basically, pretty much all these teams that are on the bubble and then the last four in. I mean, as stupid as it's gonna sound, these teams have to win. You know, if you're on any of these spots, you can't afford to lose one game. I mean, even there's some teams that are in right now that can't really afford to lose one. I'd say, if anything, I think Marquette, if they lost a game, might be the only team that's forgiven because of Marcus Howard. You know, they're going to want to put the best players in the tournament, kind of like when Trey Young got in there with Oklahoma when everyone was shocked. I could maybe see a little something like that happen, but other than that, I mean, you win and you're in, you lose, you go home. March Madness starts, man. It's done. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I've been big on Marcus Howard all year. Um, he's another player from one of those smaller schools um, that got well, Marquette's not that small of a school. I don't yeah, know. I don't consider him too small. They the hell am I? Now. Yeah, you got Dwayne Wade as an alumni. You're not small. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler too. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. He he's just he's done so much for that school. I mean, that ovation he got. I was talking about the Cashers Winston one. He I don't know if he could. I mean, he's always hot. Like he he's a guy that like he he goes over four. He makes one. You're like, okay, is he about to rattle off nine in a row right now? Like. He could just do that. Um, I, earlier in an earlier podcast, I, I, his ceiling, his player type, I'm not comparing him to the player, but his player type, I compared him to Damian Lillard. Um, he's a shorter guard that has some nice handles. Baller. No one ever talks about his defense, but he could just catch fire, and it doesn't matter. You know, He loses games where he's scoring 30. And you know, he's a guy that you may not watch a lot of Marquette basketball, but you're always going to check the box score to see what he did. You know, I want him to get that Trey Young treatment because I want him in the tournament, and Same. I want him to get some revenge for last year because um, they were the five seed last year, and you know that uh, was one of the, that was one of the easiest upsets to pick. Um, oh yeah. I love Marcus Howard, but I think everyone had Jaw winning that. 
Hell yeah. And look what he's doing. Um, so I, I, I would like Marcus Howard to get in. So I hope he makes it easy for the committee and just wins that first game. Yeah, give me two real – just make them real quick here. Give me two bold predictions that cut, that happen in March Madness. Start, they can start this – they can be this week or next week. Just give me two bold predictions. I'll give you one for the conference tournament, and I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. I think Indiana wins those two games. Um, I don't know how bold that may be, but I know that they won't be a favorite if they play Penn State in that second round. Um, I think Indiana does get it done. I got I don't know why I have so much faith. I think it's because I like watching their basketball. Well, even when they lose, I'm like, I just this is how I would coach. Like, strong on the defensive. I don't know. Like, I like Indiana. Um, my March Matt. Oh, there's so many because it's it's so like up in the air this year. Um, I'm gonna ride with you and your favorite player. Um, Let's go. I don't know how far Seton Hall. Uh, is, is going to be projected to get, but I think they can really go far. And I'm talking. I'll start by saying I'll say I think um, Seton Hall gets to the Elite Eight. I think they I play like good it, yeah. defensive team. Yeah, no, I think that. So my first one was going to be Miles Powell heats up, leads them to a Big Ten championship, and I mean to a Big East championship, gets them to at least the uh, the Elite Eight. So I was pretty on the same page there with that one. Um, I'll give y'all. Hmm. I'll give y'all y'all one right here. Virginia loses in the first round. I mean, yeah, they're a six seed, but I think Virginia loses in the first round, and I think that Louisville will be the four seed that loses to the uh, thirteen seed. Yeah, and my allegiance to Louisville, just for everyone listening, stops after this ACC tournament. <laughs> unless, unless they win it, I'm tripling down. <laughs> hey, one one last question, then we'll get out of here. Is a, is a two seed going to lose to a fifteen? Ooh, no. I don't think I don't think the fifteens, uh, fourteen, fifteen, sixteens will be strong enough this year. I think the eleven, twelve, thirteen line are usually the lines that are the stronger ones, and I think it, it I think it stays that way. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that one. And also, usually what the the twelve seeds um, win, or usually out of the twelve seeds, three of the four of them win against the five against the uh, four seeds. So there's a little bit of that as well to go against them. Is the I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Is the eleven five that one wins more often than thirteen to four? Right. Yeah. The, tw- uh, the, yeah. The uh, the um, thirteen seed beating the four or the. The 12 seed beating the 5 seed happens the most of any upset, even more than the 11 and the 6. It's the, it's that's the highest like uh, upset that happens. Right. Yeah. So you're always sitting pretty. You're on that 12 line. Um, I Yeah, I don't see a 15 beating a 2 this year. Yeah, plus usually the 12 seed is going to be the best mid-major team, you know. So, right. Yeah, it's usually a tough matchup. But, Ben, I appreciate you coming on once again, man. I know we said we were going to go 30 minutes. Here we are almost an hour later <laughs> just finishing things up. <laughs> That's what happens in sports. You just ramble sometimes. Oh, yeah, no, but, I mean, it's all great content, so great, got good content. You can't be mad at anything. Everyone, I appreciate y'all tuning in, listening to me and Ben talk, get y'all ready for March Madness here for an hour. We'll try to get y'all another podcast again later on in the week and just kind of update how our predictions are looking and how everything's going. But appreciate all y'all tuning in, and we'll see y'all later.